Pride and Prejudice, Emma, Persuasion. Ah, the great works of Jane Austen, where the idle rich of the English countryside chocker for wealth, romance, and station, all while playing a delicate and dangerous game of manners. Today's programming brings that game to the cast of Rude Tales of Magic as they play Good Society. A Jane Austen RPG by V. Hendro and Haley Gordon. As for us, why, we are Catherine and Cornelius Chesterfield. And tonight we are hosting a revel to celebrate the 12th night of Christmas. It's also our daughter Leah's birthday. And we're thrilled to say the whole village is in the throes of the preparation. Although perhaps some other less savory characters <laughs> may have recently been in the throes of something else entirely. Let us check in with the widow Anastasia and her scandalous guest, Mr. Lancelot Platt. Well, Lancelot, I have to say now I know why you are so widely spread. It is because you are so purposefully skilled in the art of physical love. Oh, you weren't so bad yourself, my darling. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, at my age, you do get practice. Well, I should say practice makes perfect. <laughs> oh. Well, come by and practice again sometime. But first, I will have to go to church. Of course, of course. The blood of the lamb washes away these sins. Well, I suppose you should leave before my attendants come and dress me for the day. Absolutely. Suppose it's time for me to make this walk of shame. Although for me, it's just a walk. Shame? I, I don't touch the stuff. <laughs> and now I make my leave. <laughs> and I jump out of the window. Can I do that? <laughs> yeah, and you don't have to yeah. roll for it. Yeah, cool. No. Is my horse nearby? Can I like jump onto my horse? You definitely yes. can. Cool. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump onto my horse and I like hit him. Not hit him. I bet I like sort of like hit my heel. <laughs> you abuse your horse. <laughs> hit him hard in the back of the head, killing him. <laughs> and I, I just ride off down like the moor. So then we, we drift over to the Chesterfield Manor. Servants are busying themselves with preparations for tonight's revel. The parents of our young lady, Cornelius and Catherine, are making themselves busy doing Lord knows what, constantly giggling to themselves. And also present is Leah's friend Abigail, her confidant and her less fortunate cousin. Oh, Abigail. <laughs> oh, Leah. Are you so excited for the party? <laughs> oh, I'm very excited, yes. Perhaps not as excited as the birthday girl, if I may say. I'm 20. And I'm 19. And a beekeeper. Yes. Tell me, Abigail, do you have affections for anyone? Affections? Oh, I don't know. Certainly no one that I deserve. Abigail, shush. <gasps> she presses a, a single shushing finger up against Abigail's mouth. Abigail uh, licks it nervously. <laughs> <laughs> Abigail. Yes. I am excellent at matchmaking. Will there be anyone at the ball tonight that has your eye? Um, I suppose I've noticed your friend. Um, what's his name? She definitely knows his name. Well, my, yes, my friend, Lord Ali. We're both rich. But Lord Googe would never take notice on a beekeeper like me. I'd best turn to someone more humble, like, an, like a horticulturalist or a poor person who's not allergic to bees. Maybe. But let's start with Lord Dudley, and then we'll see if we should go to a horticulturalist. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I shouldn't have said anything to you about him. Please, I beg of you, Leah, do not do any of your schemes. <laughs> <laughs> I shall. <laughs> um, just then, uh, uh, Cornelius and Catherine, the lord and lady of the house, enter and they are uh very obnoxiously like they don't have um butt pockets but if they did that's where their hands would be in each other's butt pockets that's the vibe Ooh, mom dad get out mommy how's our little daughter getting along with the preparations for tonight's revel <laughs> <laughs> christ was born 12 days ago but our dearest was born today oh today 20 <laughs> years ago and with that Catherine uh kisses her husband 
on the mouth. Their mouths are open, making two perfect O's, but no tongues are exchanged. Just so. Leah grabs Abigail's hand and jumps out the window onto a horse. <laughs> oh, Abigail! I've been trying to teach you not to do such things. We're in high society now. Oh, she can do no wrong. <laughs> oh, darling girl. Well, it matters not if she's here for the preparations, as that's obviously the work for our servants. Okay, Leah's going to dismount off of the horse and help Abigail down and then walk back in through the front door. Leah? Yes? May I ask you? Mm, yes. Someone as keen on romance as you? Are you telling me there's no one who's caught your eye? No one? Not even Lancelot? N- my nephew-in-law. In-law! It's not so improper for you to form a romantic connection if you felt that way about him. Oh, excuse me. Are you talking about the plats in this household? Daddy! Any of that name? Oh, I don't trust them as far as I could put them on a horse and send them to Bath. I grab Abigail's hand and run up the stairs dramatically. I flow behind you like a ragdoll. <laughs> Perfect. I slam my door. <laughs> Happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> The slamming of the door takes us to the beating of hooves on the path. We see Lady Bethesda and her father, Edwin, dressed for the revel. It is early evening, and they are on their way. Careful, father. If you see any coyotes come this way, I hope you shoot one dead, rather than allow it to cut your only daughter down to size. No, I have no quarrel with you, daughter. Uh, I have more trouble with the various idle balls in Reveille of this town. When Napoleon is right on our doorstep. Oh, Father, lighten up. Look, for one night this year, 12 days after Christ's birth, it behooves you to enjoy yourself. I mean, perhaps there'll be some ladies who might seek your eye. It's been so long since I've seen you smile. <sighs> There is wisdom in my words. People think me wise, yes. Oh, that is true, I suppose. Just try to stay out of trouble, Bethesda. We don't know what character a man or woman or beast is at this party. Yes, well, perhaps it would be best if you didn't think of the ills of your fellow man, but what brings us all together. For perhaps tonight there shall be no boundaries or labels or past, just two people in love. And let that lead the way. Are you speaking of myself, or is someone at this ball caught your eye? Father, you read too many novels. You imagine situations which do not exist. I simply speak in generalities and preferences for your pleasure. <laughs> it does not take a great novelist to imagine a world when any manner of man would fall for you, dear. And yet, how have you not assented to a single man of my choosing? I am five and twenty years old, father, and yet has there been one man whom I've formed an attachment towards that you have approved of? I'm beginning to say I should die no maid. They've all been bad! And he jumps out the window <laughs> of the carriage. <laughs> yes. Onto the horse's driving. <laughs> yes, he doesn't want to be spoken to anymore. Um, um... I look out the, the opposite window into the sense and go, <sighs> Lancelot, I must change you tonight. I've got a bit of a plan to do so. <laughs> we now are at the entrance to the Chesterfield Manor. Guests are starting to file in for the revel. And one Lord Googe is perhaps straightening his waistcoat, preparing to enter when he sees his friend, or is it frenemy, James. Oh, um, I, uh, I don't know why I didn't think I'd see you here, but I didn't think I'd see you here, old chap. Mm, perhaps your mind is blind, old friend. I, oh, I wouldn't dare miss this party. Oh, I, well... You know, being hosted by uh, one of mine, and I tap the side of my nose. New money, as it were. I know you uh, you hate the stuff. I thought perhaps you wouldn't deign to be seen in my company. Well, it is the new year, and as part of the new year, I have resolved to spend more time with other levels of society. 
Oh, a fine resolution indeed to to stoop to our level, old bean. And I uh, pat you aggressively on the on the back. Yes, from time to time I have found your people diverting. Yes, when you're not throwing crumbs on the floor for us to sweep up, isn't that right? And I'm still patting you. Yes, but you do it with such, oh, what's the word? Gusto. <laughs> there are veins popping in my head, and I'm uh, continuing to pat you as people are trying to figure out how to get past us and into the door. Uh, Lord Dudley pulls a biscuit from his pocket <laughs> and holds it up and says, James, shall I sprinkle some crumbs upon the ground for old time's sake? <laughs> <laughs> you are a wit, aren't you? I'll see you indoors. And uh, James turns on his heels and walks in. Dudley is a little surprised that James didn't take him up on his offer. <laughs> <laughs> he takes one nibble from the biscuit and sighs to himself and puts it back in his pocket. <laughs> uh, as you enter the building, uh, you see a servant lurking in the shadows with a... <laughs> With a tiny hand broom and a and a golden pan, just waiting to to scrape crumbs into it. Lord Googe catches that servant uh, and opens a window and holds the biscuit out and and crushes it and crumbs it outside, so that the servant may jump out the window and clean up the crumbs. Yeah, the servant uh, jumps out the window and lands on a horse, and uh, the horse takes him. Uh, we don't know where. We'll catch up with him later. So, Chesterfield Manor is all abuzz, lit with beautiful candles everywhere. And people dance their little jigs and such uh, with the chamber music going. There's a, you know, there's a punch bowl nearby with hot wassail. There's um, an elegant buffet. The birthday girl is greeting her guests. Everybody's here. Uh, so I would like to approach Lord Dudley Darlington Googe. Great. Oh, hello there, Lord. Oh, I always forget. Is it Lord Dudley or Lord Googe or, or Lord Darlington Googe? I, I can never remember which you prefer. Your, your, your preferences are always so varied and change with your age. But what is it this year? My lady, you've known my name and title <clears throat> since the moment you slipped from your mother's womb. The name is Lord Darlington Googe. I'm sorry, it slipped my mind. I think so little of you and your history that I need constant refreshment, which I know you are always willing to oblige. Thank you. I hope your party is as pleasurable as it was last time. What happened last time again? I believe you may have been quite a fool of yourself, yeah? Yes, I may have forgotten myself last year when I offended some of the... <clears throat> the new money in the room. It's just my way, I suppose. But I'm attempting to gain a new perspective, so I will try to be more open-minded in this new year and try to meet new people and keep a more open mind. Oh, Lord Dudley. Oh, oh, Miss Chesterfield. Lord Dudley, would you like to marry my friend Abigail? <laughs> Uh, uh, pardon? It's just a suggestion. <laughs> there are some there are some people nearby who like audibly gasp all <gasps> when they hear this and like someone no. drops a glass. Whoa! Yeah, and I uh so Leah notices and assumes something else scandalous is happening, so she turns around with like a big smile and she's looking to see to try and find out what happened. A joke from the birthday girl. Sure, she's cute. The birthday girl's cute. And when she doesn't, she promptly sort of turns back to uh, Lord Gooch. Yes, uh, must be the birthday girl's uh, uh, prankster's privilege. Surely, <laughs> madam, you, you forget yourself. I remember myself quite well. I also remember my friend Abigail. She keeps beans and she would make a lovely wife for you. Would you like to do that? Sorry, did you say beans or <laughs> bees? Bees. Are you hoping to get the bean from the cake? No, I just wasn't sure if she kept bees or beans. Do you keep beans? <laughs> Did somebody say dry bean? <laughs> we didn't specify dry or wet. <laughs> I tell you, I, wet or dry, I'm hoping to bite into a bean. All right, at that, at that, uh, Cornelius and Catherine walk out into the uh, the center of the ball, tapping their glasses to get everyone's attention. They're tapping each other's glasses because they're the worst. Hello! Oh, happy 12th night, one and all, and of course, 
A beautiful birthday oh, for a us. A beautiful birthday to a beautiful a girl. beautiful girl. But enough of that. Now is the time to bite into the Christmas cake. Lovely And cake. find out who gets the bean and who gets the bean. <laughs> Remember that even if a servant gets to be the king or the queen, we must give them that honor for one day. And then it's, you know, back to serving. As... As this is happening, Lord Dudley is going to pull Lady Bethesda aside, and uh, he speaks to her in confidence. <clears throat> what is it? I'm trying to listen to the speech. It seems that this party may have been a fortunate attendance on my part indeed, if what Miss Chesterfield says proves true. What? You and you alone, Lady Bethesda, know that my heart has held a special place for Miss Abigail for many years. I'm so good at this. Do you wish to tease me, Lord Dudley? Go and pursue whatever romances you would like. It is no affair of mine. I hold no power over you, as you've so clearly made known throughout our acquaintance. For ten years, woman, you have insisted that you would be engaged before me. And for many of those years, I thought it true. But now, perhaps... My true love will finally know my heart's desire. That must vex you so. Oh, good luck, Lord Dudley, for I have a bit of a plan of my own this evening that shall make my own matrimony quite a done deal by the end of the night. Oh, really? A partridge in a pear tree shall be my wedding gift. So, uh, as this conversation is happening, you are in line for the cake. Abigail has, to the delight of those around her, gotten a slice of cake with the pea, which means that she is the queen of the revel. And James overhears you, and so he swoops in and takes <laughs> the slice of the bean uh, from under you. Very new money move. Such a new money move to not wait his turn. Yeah, and so it's official. James is Abigail's king. To James and Abigail, I had hoped to bite the bean, but... I do like this. Oh, what a good sport that Lancelot did. Yes, it's a jolly good yeah, sport. And I sort of, I like, I put my arms out to like accept the love of the crowd as I say, look at me taking it in. I don't even mind that I that I heard he walked out of the widow's home this morning. Hmm, who's to say? Not me. Not to be outdone, uh, Lord Dudley quickly seconds the toast and says, here, here, to, to James. Oh, a bit of an attention grabber, eh? Lady Bethesda turns to Lord Dudley, makes eye contact, and slyly and subtly raises the, the glass as well with a smile that says, You ain't getting what you want, bucko. Uh, and Leah, who was immediately behind Dudley the entire time, just leans her glass in and tinks uh, Bethesda's glass and then drinks, drinks her champagne. <laughs> Abigail and James stand next to each other with their prized pieces of cake. Abigail is looking, however, longingly at Dudley. Noticing this, James hurriedly shovels the bean into his mouth <laughs> um, and says uh, with crumbs all over his lips, A kiss with my bride. I, d I don't think so. I think you just get a dance, sir. A dance it is then. Uh, excuse me, I oh, am wearing new shoes and they squeak on the floor. Holy shit, James is farting. James is farting. <laughs> you lied to me. You lied to me, the Queen of Christmas. Pardon me as I uh, just take a step outside. Just Abigail runs away crying. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean to somebody close to me and say, Good King Wenceslas looked down on the Feast of Tooting. <laughs> Lancelot, I love you! I love you! Wait, who said Lancelot, I love you? Yeah, we'll, we'll say that it was Lord Marcus Greenery. Okay, um, Leo whips around and looks at Lancelot and Lord Greenery and walks directly up to them, and she says, <clears throat> oh, Happy birthday! Yes, would you like to get married? Uh, my dearest auntie, I thought you'd never ask. Would you enjoy a spot of keeping it in the family? <laughs> I get down on one knee. I'm going to take out a golden ring. I have five of them. Whoa, yes! Yes, Lancelot! So she takes the ring and puts it on and then says, no, no, I mean to each other. Ah, to Lord Greenery. Mm-hmm. 
always thought him an amicable sort. Uh, Lady Greenery walks up <laughs> to just see what's going on. She doesn't say anything yet. Yeah. So Lady Bethesda has seen this and is shocked by uh, the possible matrimony of Lancelot Platt, and she rushes after Abigail to commiserate and to receive information from her. <laughs> Not the one, not the one I wanted. Abigail, Abigail, please. <gasps> it is me, it's me, Lady Bethesda Harrington. And tonight let us be sisters, for it seems that you have been dealt a grave hand by the Lord of Fates. What? That's what everyone's saying around, that James is an unseemly match for someone as beautiful and graceful as you. Oh, I'm nothing, it's just... It wasn't his shoes, was it? He was farting. He farted. I heard it myself. I, I knew I wasn't crazy. You are kinder than I could have imagined. Oh, Abigail, I get onto, onto my knees to be at the same level. Yes! Uh, Leah, Leah slams the door open. <laughs> and she's uh, to see Abigail accepting Bethesda on her knee. And she says, Are you getting married? Oh, I, I, sorry, I think my emotions got carried away with me. I saw, I saw someone get to their knees and I thought, oh, but it's impossible that anyone would want to marry me. Abigail, wait, I have this very idea. You have an object of your affection who does not seem to be observing you and I have an object of affection who doesn't seem to care about me. Yet jealousy seems to be the most prudent bow with which to strike an arrow into a bullseye. Let's leave this room together as a couple. A grand farce! So you wish me, a humble beekeeper, to exit this room on your arm as though we are lovers in the hopes that it will turn heads of those who we secretly love and compel them to snatch us up? Exactly. Well, I can't think of a better plan. Yeah, so so um, Abigail and Lady Bethesda uh, exit a secret room, arm in arm, and people notice. And one of the people who notices is Lord Googe. With a hidden fire in his eyes, uh, Lord Googe approaches the new couple and addresses Lady Bethesda. <clears throat> Lady, uh, may I have this dance? Um, Lady Bethesda turns to Abigail. Well... Do you permit it? I always will do whatever you ask of me, my darling. Um, I thought that you were supposed to be helping me dance with him and not you. <laughs> Don't you see? We're making him jealous and envious. And by extending that circumstance, his fire will burn even brighter by your apparent refusal. Okay, but I'm just getting this horrible feeling like perhaps I'm going to be stuck with the man who farts. And I just want to be sure that that's not... A man of my station is rarely refused a dance. And far be it from Lady Bethesda. Please, let's dance away the evening. And the second that you, uh, that you leave Abigail's side... I'm going to say, uh, much as the cheese was earlier, I will cut in here. And I'm going to dance, begin dancing with Abigail. Abigail gets very flushed and she dances with pleasure. I can't believe that I'm getting so much attention. Abigail, I must admit that I thought little of you. It is my own failing on that end. But until I saw you with Lady Bethesda Harrington arm in arm, my passions were inflamed. For me? Yes. Would you do me the honor of Bewedding me. Um, uh... uh Lady Abbott, I cannot promise you fidelity. I cannot promise you chastity. <laughs> I cannot promise you repute. But I can promise you a good time. Whatever it is you want, I will do my best to give to you. Well... Name it. I'll lasso the moon. Lancelot, I... Wow. I do find you charming. <laughs> yes. And... I'm flattered by your attentions. I would be lying if I said that my heart didn't still belong to Lord Dudley. And if there was anything you think you could do to persuade him, I would be willing to go along with this arrangement and have a good amount of fun with you in the meantime. Well, I tell you this. If he's anything like me, and so few men are, then the sight <laughs> of the two of us together will inflame his passions and his jealousy. I predict that Lord Dudley Darlington Googe will stand up 
and make his heart's desires known. Yes, I love this plan. We'll enter into an engagement, and in the meantime, have a bit of fun. And by that time, hopefully Lord Dudley will come to his senses when he sees how desirable I genuinely seem to be. Yes, absolutely. That way we both get what we want. You get to marry Lord Dudley Darlington Gooch eventually, and if you don't, then you marry me. <laughs> um, in agreement, Abigail uh, also gets down on one knee. Uh, Leah busts out of that room that they were in, that she had been just standing in um, alone. Well, 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 the late bird doesn't get this warm, does she? <laughs> James stands by watching the scene glumly farting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, I, will, I want to whisper under my breath, uh, uh, watching um, Abigail going, I shall have my vengeance in this life or the next. With that, the hosts, Catherine and Cornelius, disgustingly gripping each other's bottoms, uh, lead the group out to go a-wassling. Everyone has a cup of wassail in hand or a little noisemaker or instrument, and they are prepared to make merry in the streets. You, you are naughty. You are of course, after every party, the rumor mill must start turning. Let's listen in and see what people are saying after last night's fabulous party. I heard that Lancelot was seen leaving uh, the widow's house early in the morn, just before proposing later that night to another. My widow! It was so uh, disheartening to see James, upon eating the bean, experiencing such flatulence in front of Lady Abigail, who must have such delicate senses to craft her honey. Uh, no one in the Googe family has farted in three generations oh, due to superior breeding. <laughs> I heard, I heard that there was no pee in the cake, and that Abigail was actually just eating a piece of unstirred flour. So she's not; she was never actually the queen. The poor girl. No. I heard that Lady Bethesda Harrington, to spite her father has learned French in secret. Scandalous, darling! Sacre bleu! Mr. Lancelot Platt has decided to step into the clergy, a respectable position that it would be approved of of any, of any high-class Absolutely! Absolutely, darling! I'd like to start a rumor that Catherine and Cornelius were seen um, jumping out of Anastasia's window onto a horse. (gasps) That one is true. Caught us in the act. And now an ad from our sponsor. P-Suite is a game where you kiss computer programs. Unacceptable. P-Suite is a visual novel game set inside an operating system from 1997. List features. It's retro, it's funny, it's weird, there's a ton of deep lore, and it's coming out soon on Steam and Itch for Mac and PC. The game is fun. Go to psweetisagoodgame.com to learn more. Give us your data. And make sure to wishlist us on Steam. P-S-W-E-E-T. psweetisagoodgame.com. Also, there isn't really any kissing. The technology just isn't there yet, emotionally. There is no kissing. <laughs> now I, Catherine, cannot write. But if I could, I would write a letter, much like our friends are doing right now. Ha <laughs> ha! The written word! My dear Mr. Platt, I've thought of you often since our little games under the tree by the crocodile pond so many weeks ago. And I am insistent upon making you a part of my family, yet you know how terribly my father judges those whom I wish to be betrothed to, which is why I was so pleased to hear the rumor of your approaching clergyman. And I would encourage you to keep the rumor afloat, for as long as my family thinks you bound to the Lord, there is a chance they would approve of our attachment. My dearest Mr. Platt, please, I know your pride pushes back upon any presumption of your intentions, but for me, let this one indulgence 
be your Christmas gift to Lady Bethesda. Dear Bethesda, I know, as someone that has sparred with you on the battlefield of love low these many years, that for both of us, this twelfth night was one of shock and regret. For so long we have been at odds, but it seems now it is in both of our interests to find a way to put a stop to this most recent engagement between Lancelot Platt and Abigail. Thus, I feel the both of us are left with two options. Form an alliance to break up this imperfect match and secure our own heart's desires, or realize that these years of romantic games have all been a prelude to a lifelong romance and settle down together. Clearly the second is impossible to imagine, so clearly we must choose the first. I await your agreement. Regards, Lord Dudley Darlington Googe. <laughs> Dearest Mr. and Mrs. Greenery, perhaps you've heard the rumors by now that I am becoming a man of the cloth, giving my life to God. I must admit, I don't know where these rumors originate from. Perhaps my own drunken tongue. I wouldn't put it past myself. However, these rumors get me thinking, as does the Twelfth Night. Thinking now of the Holy Trinity and the perfection of the shape of the triangle. Three sides, three corners. The perfect shape. If you're picking up what I'm putting down, there are communities in Scotland where we would be welcomed with open arms. If not, twas all in jest. Yours in Christ? Question mark. <laughs> Lancelot Flat. Hi, Abigail! Exclamation point. Um, what's going on? Question mark. Are you doing anything on Sunday? Question mark. Um, I am looking out my window and it's the same old trees. <laughs> mm, anyway, I, I'm not sure what I'm doing next summer. But my parents have big plans to take a trip, but I don't know if I'm invited. Anyway, <laughs> new paragraph. Anastasia's come over a couple times, and they keep dismissing me from the room. Um, sounds like they might have bought a place in Scotland. Sincerely. And then she forgot to sign it. Hello, Leah! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. It's Abigail! Um... <laughs> I can see you looking out the window. I'm outside with my bees. Um, I'm waving, but you appear to be deep in thought. Um, funny thing about your parents and Anastasia, I did hear a, a rumor that they leapt out of her window onto a horse. I don't know the context around it. But oh, Leah, I've been wasting time with pleasantries when I really have something very important to discuss with you. It appears I find myself engaged to Lancelot Platt, and this was all part of a scheme to get Lord Googe to notice me, but I fear that he shan't and that I, I will be caught in a sham marriage. I need your advice, friend, and as surprised as I am to say it, I may need your meddling. With love. And then she forgets to sign it. <laughs> My dearest and then dearest is crossed out and then dear... Dear Abigail, as the lord of this county, it is my duty to congratulate you on your coming engagement to Lancelot Platt. Though he has had a troubled past, I hear that he's recently made rumblings about joining the clergy, and I think that is a noble pursuit, and think it will be a fine match for the both of you. There's, there's a lot of space between these words. <laughs> I want to be clear on the physical letter. I look forward to attending your wedding day and wish you all the joy and happiness in the world. I hope one day you can tell me more about your bees. With fond regards, Lord Dudley Darlington Googe. P.S. I don't know if you've heard about the farts thing, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> My dearest aunt, younger than me in many ways, <laughs> no doubt you've heard by now, I'm engaged to be married to Abigail, or to the Lord himself. 
So, dot, 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 the window is closing. <laughs> but it's not closed. The window remains open, and a strong breeze blows through it. That breeze's name, Lancelot. I've signed it like that. Dearest father, you know yourself to desire more than anything else in this world your only daughter's happiness, and you know your daughter's happiness would be by an attachment made to one Mr. Lancelot Flat, whom you yourself have heard has joined the clergy, a profession more respectable than your own in many ways. Please. Allow this marriage to occur should he propose, and please catch that damn crocodile who calls to me through the night and make his hide my shoes. <laughs> Signed, your sweet little daughter. The final chapter takes place during the visitation of Lady Bethesda to the scoundrel Lancelot Platt. Oh, Mr. Platt, I had no idea you were occupying your very own abode. <laughs> yes, I must admit you caught me at home. A most unusual place to catch me. I say this with a, a rakish grin. You rogue. You absolute rogue. And yet, don't you wish to support that roguish nature by a title and fortune that my family might bestow? Please, uh, play no more games with me. I I love you. I've loved you ever since we had that tumult in the hay those weeks ago. That's how I know you. That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but what say you of my confession of affection and my... Schemes for matrimony. Lady Bethesda Harrington, was it? Yes, yes, Lady Bethesda Harrington. I must admit I'm flattered by your offer, but you must know I'm betrothed to another, possibly a third, and definitely a fourth. And which could give you a peerage, which could give you land, which could give you fortune such as I, abandoned such as them, and as you know, Abigail's- Hold your tongue! Abigail could give me more bees than I've ever seen in my life. And bees sting! But a lordship, well, that just sings, honey. It certainly does. I must admit I'm intrigued. But I'm also potentially engaged to my aunt, although I will say she seems indifferent at best. She might even hate me. <laughs> and why commit to hate when love is the other option, please? Mr. Platt, I ask you for a third and hopefully final time. Propose. Well, there is a final. There is a final one I am perhaps engaged to. You can best him that my heart is yours. But I warn you, he offers me lands untold, all of the kingdoms of heaven. Who is he? <laughs> I shall take him to task. He is he who calls himself I am. The Lord himself? Yes. I call up the sky. I demand to speak to he who was born 13 days ago, the Lord. Hush, come inside, come inside, please, please. The Lord God him. Yes? Lord, are you <laughs> betrothed to this man, Mr. Platt, whom I find so alluring? I'm betrothed to everyone. So you are. So you're betrothed to me? Mm-hmm. My father will never accept you. Wait, no, 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 hold on, hold on. <laughs> Earlier, <laughs> I was taken by the shape of a triangle. What if the three of us... Yes, I'm seeing it now. Mm. Lady Bethesda Harrington, yes? I get down on one knee. I accept your proposal. <gasps> you do? Oh, you've made me the happiest woman alive, but my father will never accept you unless you are also betrothed to God as a member of the clergy. <laughs> what say you, God? Wait, what? God, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot going on. I have a lot to pay attention Let to. Let us be three, as you yourself are three, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'm up for all relationships. This seems fine to me. Uh, well, then I've gotten everything I've wanted. An engagement with the man I love and his commitment to the Lord himself and the Lord's own fine way about... Stop. No, seriously, you're gorgeous. Whoa, thank you. As Lady Bethesda and the Lord God are distracted by their compliments for each other, Lancelot rides off to break the news to Abigail that their engagement is dissolved. 
gets there and he knocks on the front door. Um, Abigail answers the door. She looks um, fetching in her beekeeping bonnet. Abigail, that bonnet, you're stunning. Oh, thank you, Lancelot. I came here to say something, but I, I've forgotten the words. Our marriage is more on than ever. No! God will punish me if I do this. Are you a man of God? Apparently. Hi! Hi! And I'm here too. Hello. Look, I'm, I'm in a relationship with everybody, so this isn't taking me off the table for you. I'm just letting you know. Thanks. Um, can I talk to just Lancelot, please? And I'm still here. Um, the alligator that has been troubling you, Lady Bethesda, suddenly emerges and snaps you up in its jaws. <laughs> oh! Um, Lancelot, come inside, I'm, Yes, yes I, I, I come in. I, I, um, I apologize to come to you so unceremoniously like this, but I, well, I don't know how to else to put this, but I, I must break our engagement. But what of our plan? That you were supposed to help me get the actual love of my life, Lord Gooch. We don't have to tell people. I just, I am going to marry the Lady Bethesda, now dead, eaten by a crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see it through. When I pick my mind to something, I do it. And so I'm going to marry her. Lancelot, you've gone back on your word and you've left me adrift. And now I have no act. No leverage with my hopes for Lord Gooch. I take your hand in mine and I say, I hope you won't turn the bees on me. <laughs> I would never turn the bees on you. It's not their purpose. But I am very displeased and I feel betrayed. I wish you to go now. Well, I thank you very much for understanding and for forgiving me. As this conversation is happening inside, Baron Edwin Harrington stalks the moors with his hunting rifle. My daughter, loathes the gator of these moors. Where is it? Come out, I hunted thee. Uh, you hear the gators call. Yeah. Have it thee, gator! Beautiful. And Edwin throws down his gun and leaps at it to throw a punch. <laughs> yeah, and Edwin beats up the alligator. The pain kills me. <laughs> Every punch the alligator gets, I get, but, but I do not have the hard, leathery skin of the reptile. I have but the human skin of Lady Bethesda Harrington, and the pain breaks my- Outside of you. It would definitely be helping. No. no. This alligator- taunts me with the sounds of my own daughter, which it hunts at night. Haven't they? I hit it even harder. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. I, my soul rises to the heavens. Ed, Edwin um, goes to take the alligator for to be taxidermied as a wedding present. Secretly, he is proud uh, that Lancelot is turning to the clergy and will be marrying his daughter soon. Abigail and Lancelot were inside, so Lancelot doesn't know that that Lady Bethesda is dead. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, so Lancelot, let's let's say that Lancelot has left. He jumped out of a window. Abigail is is sad, and Lord Googe has come in the aftermath of all this. Abigail. Lord Gooch, it's you. I'm sorry I didn't recognize you through my tears. Yes, it's okay. Water will do that. <laughs> it warps things. You You're see. such a poet. Oh, but I shouldn't have spoken to you on bade. No, no. It is, it is fine. It is welcome, in fact. I've come, you see, to, uh, well, to, to, place a, to place an order for some honey. An order for honey? Yes, my, you see, my family's estate, we, we require a great deal of honey for our teas and our sweets. And normally we've had it shipped in from London, but I suggested that why not get our honey from a closer source? 
perhaps even a sweeter source. <gasps> Abigail, um, trembling with emotion, pulls her beekeeper's veil over her and um, makes her way to the back land where she keeps her bees, beckoning Lord Gooch to follow. My lady, did you receive my letter? Letter? I've gotten such a strange amount of mail lately. <laughs> I see. Well, it was merely to congratulate you on your pending marriage to oh. Lancelot. Sir, you come to you come with your congratulations too late. Oh, you've already married and I couldn't even attend the wedding? No, no, quite the opposite, sir. I've been You've postponed the wedding for decades from now when I'll be dead? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> I smell something. Yes, I do too. Old Bean. Oh, I've had quite enough of your comments. I've had comments from you, Montana. Gee! And now it's time to <laughs> challenge you to a duel for this lady's affection. <laughs> James had one dry bean like days ago. He, he, has, he, he has a zero fiber diet. <laughs> It was an infected bean. It's not my fault. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, James, please don't duel on my account. Draw your sword, you cad. (laughs) James, though it pains me to do so, I I must accept. It is the duty of my family station to never ask anything of a lower class, but always accept any proposal they make. So I am honor-bound to accept your duel. I hope to win, though. And who knows what proposals you may have for me after the my win in this duel. Who knows? Who could say? Abigail is trapped in a corner um, because there's just too much veil in her face and she's upset. <laughs> Lord Dudley draws his, his sword, which he's wearing today for some reason, <laughs> and I disarm him. Uh, finish the job, you coward. Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that to you, one of my oldest and greatest friends. Wait, you, really? Yes. Truly, you you see me as a friend? Would not a friend do this? And uh, Lord Dudley takes another biscuit out of his pocket and holds it out to James. This is known to aid digestion. A digestive biscuit? Yes. Chocolate covered. Thank you, friend. He takes it and he eats it. Uh, a fart goes back inside James's body, <laughs> exploding him. There's nothing but <laughs> there's nothing but silence. Um, Abigail uh, turns around and lifts the veil off of her face. Is it over? Yes. Then, Lord Darlington Gooch. Yes. Believe it or not, I caught the meaning in your words. Hmm. What? Uh, Abigail takes. Lord Googe's hand. Oh. Lord Googe. Yes? You must know by now that all of my foolishness was in the effort to win your affection. I'm sorry for my misguidedness. What? Please tell me that I'm not too late to, to mend my ways. No. In fact, you're right on time. Um, I'd like to offer that they sink to their knees mm-hmm. at the exact same mm-hmm. moment. Lord Gooch. L- la- la- Lady Abigail. Will you, you marry me? <laughs> no, take a fucking guess. <laughs> Did you marry me? Did you marry me? Did you Take a fucking It's impossible. Just like... What could what could be happening? <laughs> Are you having a stroke? No, I'm fine. The answer is yes. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> um, Leah uh, sort of shuffles out from immediately behind Lord Dudley. <laughs> wow. Oh, you're there. Congratulations. Jesus Christ. <laughs> She's aged like fucking 50 years. Oh, and it was your idea the whole time, Leah. You're the one who made me feel that anything was possible. It was my imaginations that brought you together. And I would like to join this group of two and make it a three. 
As I've always said, I cannot reject a proposal from a, a member of a lower class. So you wish us to be three-way married? I've just started thinking about love so much, and I, um, I, I feel like maybe it'd be good for me to also be involved. Well, I, I've heard a rumor that suggests this may run in your family. <laughs> a genetic predisposition to groups of three. <laughs> no, yeah, you are. You can say no, though. You two can say no if you don't want this. It's a yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm for it. I guess we're the first thruple. Lancelot crawls across the ground, covered in blood and broken glass, to, oh! to Anastasia's. Yeah, great. And he's got to sort of knock on the door and like lean. He's in a lot of pain, and he like leans against like the door frame. <laughs> <laughs> Cornelius answers the door. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Catherine. Uh, Catherine is um, draped over him. And, uh, yeah, he says, Lancelot, what are you doing here? And I'm going to turn to the camera and go, ah, and I turn into Sam <laughs> and die. <laughs> I knew it. Our story closes with the three-way wedding between Abigail, Lord Dudley, and our daughter Leah. The guest list was shorter than anticipated because so many people decided to die. <laughs> but we like to believe that those who remained alive did so happily ever after. Now we're going off to Scotland with our friend, 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 friend. the widow Anastasia. Goodbye. Goodbye. Haha, <laughs> yes. Quite a polite tale of society, wasn't it? That was Allie Fisher as Leah Chesterfield, Branson Reese as Lancelot Platt, Joe Lepore as Lord Dudley Darlington Googe, Tim Platt as Lady Bethesda Harrington, and Carly Minardo and Christopher Hastings as Everything and Everyone Else. This episode was produced by Carly Minardo. The game Good Society, a Jane Austen RPG, was designed by V. Hendro and Haley Gordon with Story Brewers role-playing. See you next time for more Rude Tales of Magic.